kind of want to find out what dramatic piano means. <laughs> That's not super dramatic. No, but what if, what if then we went to the ballpark? Oh, I killed it when I did that. Oh. Oh, yes. Every time you make a joke. Yes. yes. I'm going to leave that one on there. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly true crime podcast with Aaron Plyme and Diana Seacon, where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system, but we're still crazy for a good true crime story. Yay! Hey, I forgot yeah. to say, hey, did you practice? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hi, Crime Crazy family. This is Aaron, and I have an announcement. Um, if you are not part of our social media, if you were not on Facebook or Twitter, or Instagram, or Facebook again, <laughs> then you don't know this, and also you're missing out. Um, but we have some changes. Crime Crazy has some changes. So Jordan is taking a sabbatical of indeterminate length. Um, she, We are moving away, and everybody is devastated except for the person you're about to meet. Um, but she has decided that for now, she is going to focus on some other things and take a little break from podcasting, um, but has promised that she will be back to record some episodes as soon as she can find some time and we can figure out the technology. And um, in the meantime, and forevermore, we have a new co-host for Crime Crazy, and it's somebody you're familiar with. So, welcome, Diana Seacon. You should cheer or something. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited. I I am sad that uh, Jordan is taking a break, but I am looking forward to having her on. And I think that what we need to do is tell her that we have never figured out the recording over the internet thing. And make her come true. visit us in true. order to record. Yes, it is true. This is an in-person mm -hmm. only possibility. There is no technology that allows the recording of podcasts mm -hmm. over the internet. That doesn't exist. Hey, guys, by the way, mm -hmm. don't tell her otherwise. Um, Jordan, don't listen to this episode. <laughs> Jordan, why don't you go ahead and skip ahead about three minutes? <laughs> first, first rewind. Forgot it, forget everything that we said. <laughs> then skip ahead. And then, yeah. No, but um, 100%, she needs to come. And I have already told her that and made her promise that she would come and that she would record. And so that will be super exciting. Um, but in the meantime, I'm also really, really excited to be recording with you. Me too. I am Yay. looking forward to it. There are so many good stories to tell. It is definitely true. Um, also, I gave Diana a little of an introduction to the parts of podcasting that are not sitting with a microphone. So um, she does not yet know what she is in for. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I don't know. You've committed. I got the list of on air. I got the list of passwords. Mm -hmm. I had no idea there were so many different things that needed to happen. And that is the tip of the iceberg because those are like – those are the things that we have done or played with a little bit, but that does not, that's not a comprehensive list of all of the things that could be and probably will be done. Ooh. 
But as a very structured person, did you appreciate that I had a list? <laughs> I did appreciate that you had a list. I was pretty excited were, about Were that. you super annoyed <laughs> that it was not in any discernible order? And that some of them were wrong? <laughs> I mean... Dude, wrong. Password lists are always wrong because you never remember to update. I keep getting locked out of things, even with the password list. So, oh man, I finally put all of my husband's passwords Mm -hmm. like on my phone because he does not ever remember them. So we don't have to reset everything every time he tries to check his email for the first time like this year. (laughs) So, all right. Well, um, we have decided for our. Well, okay. Let me. Let me actually take a break and go back and say the other part of this, which is that, um, and Jordan, close your ears and go la 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 for a second. But Diana and I actually are recording this episode and the next episode remotely because I am in Virginia and she is in Minneapolis. And that is a really long drive to record a podcast episode. (laughs) So uh, we we have been playing quite a bit with sound and trying to make it wonderful. Um, However, if you don't like the sound quality for episodes 14 and 15, just wait because episode 16 will be done in person and we will be back to our amazing standard who everybody likes better except for that one reviewer that. Yeah. There's always one. There's always one. If there wasn't one, then I would feel like we weren't doing anything right. All right. Well, let's get to some stories. Um, so I have the first story because I have two and that is how this works. I have a story and I just, I, now I'm constantly worried because you are such a, an expert in all things true crime that I'm not going to be able to tell you a story you haven't heard. Um, (laughs) but I'm going to attempt it. So this is the Jake bird hex. Have you heard the story? No, but I kind of dig I kind of dig anything that has hex included. Right? Like, that's just not a word that's used enough. Not, it was, no, and certainly not in true crime. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the true portion of the program right. limits that a bit. <laughs> and yet, let me, let me challenge that idea. <laughs> Okay, so before I start telling this story, I should say that our boss sent me this story. Actually, she tagged the podcast in an Instagram post um, because this story does not begin, but rather ends um, in now that I am about to say this, it doesn't make sense with my notes. But according to the little thing on Instagram um, in Tacoma. Cool. So he is like the most notorious and prolific a serial killer in Tacoma, which is actually not what most of the story is about. But apparently I just gave away that he's a serial killer. So there we go. <laughs> well, based on the research I did for the story I did not tell, I was expecting the word after serial to be pooper, not killer. Oh, right. <laughs> I wonder who Tacoma's most notorious serial pooper is. Is that something they keep records on? Like, is there a... a Code for I, that? Would, I would hope that like each state has like one. I would. I mean, my college had one. I have to believe that every state has one. Your face is amazing. The fuck, Diana? <laughs> <laughs> my my friend Dave worked in the student union. He was like and the IT guy for the student program. union. Well, I always accused him of it, but no, I don't think so. Um, he was always in the union really early in the morning and he came to found out that there was this dude that was just poop 
pooping in the middle of the student union. And we referred to him as the Unipooper. The uni- I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to believe if the, you know, state college I went to in southwestern Minnesota had its own cereal pooper. Maybe there's just nothing to do there. Well, also true. Right, because, wow. No one would know. No one would know if we had a cereal pooper here. Like, everyone is so spread out that, like, no one would ever find it. (laughs) Oh, I know. I feel like people always find the poo where it's not supposed to be. I mean, only because those are the ones you hear about. (laughs) The ones that are unfound, nobody tells that story. <laughs> that is by definition the <laughs> <Right>. story. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, we are not going to meet our goal of making this under an hour if we don't start. Okay, we're going to do this. Stop we're going to tell about stories. Story. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So Jake Bird was born. On December 14th, 2000, nope, 1901. God, no. By the way, he's still there in Tacoma. No. 1901. Um, But he was born in Louisiana. Although later in life, when they asked him, like, where in Louisiana, he didn't have any idea. Um, He left home at 14 and never again really had a home. So he was just transient, like his entire life for the next 31 years, actually. Yeah. Uh, He was a manual laborer off and on, and he was a railroad gandy dancer. Okay. So, excuse me. (laughs) I had to look this up, and then I was extremely disappointed. And tonight at dinner, I said, The story I'm going to tell tonight has a gandy dancer in it. And my dad's like, Oh, and they're blah, 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 blah. And I was like, What? What? (laughs) Is this common knowledge? Like, anyway, a gandy dancer, disappointingly, just means somebody who maintains a section of railroad. It has nothing to do with dancing. Right? Sucks. Very, very that lame. Sucks. So. <laughs> I thought we were going to have to have a talk <laughs> about my dad. <laughs> there were a couple ways that yeah. could have gone. <laughs> so, yeah, very lame. Um, but mostly, so he didn't so much. Like, I guess he was technically occasionally working on the railroad, but from what I read, it was more like he jumped on a bunch of trains and went from here to there and like maybe he occasionally worked too but he just kind of did little odd jobs um to to help him survive between like jumping on the train and jumping off elsewhere and he traveled all over the whole country like born in louisiana and apparently he's tacoma's most prolific serial killer so he must have made it there um He definitely traveled through Michigan and Iowa and Utah because he was arrested in all of those places and managed to serve time in all of those places, totaling like 31 years or something. (laughs) So, yeah, which is very interesting considering that. um, So some of those must have been before he left home at 14 because he stopped all of this traveling when he was like, 45 ish or 40 like 45 46 
So the math says. Um, but most of yeah. his crimes were like burglary and um, just some little petty stuff, like not terribly serious things that he served time for in all those different states. However, he was then finally arrested uh, in in 1947, actually the day before Halloween, uh, for attempted murder. So what happened was he got off a train and he was, I guess, looking for work. And he came across the home of um, Bertha Clut or Clute and Beverly June. And I don't know if he had asked them for a job and they said no, or if he just decided he wasn't interested in working, but he hacked them to death with an axe. With an axe. With an axe. That escalated quickly. Very. (laughs) (laughs) Got off the train. I asked somebody if I could be a Gandhi dancer for a little bit. They were like, "Mm, go check that house over there. And then I killed everyone inside. Um. Maybe you shouldn't lead with the Gandhi dancing. I think that was probably his first mistake. So he, um, when he was killing them, apparently they (laughs) screamed a lot. Huh. Well, (laughs) you say that as if that is normal. However, apparently this was not an experience he was used to because the the neighbors heard and the police came. And when the police came, he didn't want to go quietly. And so he like cut one of the officers. Like there was a, a, a kerfuffle. <laughs> did he cut a bitch? He did. He did. <laughs> one of the officers. Uh, and they eventually subdued him and they took him in. And then, and like, so apparently he was in like the police station and being interrogated and everything else covered in just blood and brain matter and all sorts of disgusting, awful. And I know we said we were going to tell lighthearted stories. Today. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, I think that's where the Gandhi dancing came in. Well, and then there's a hex. Just, just wait for the hex. <laughs> that's right. There's, there's a hex, hex too. coming. So anyway, he somehow almost managed to talk himself out of trouble and convince them that he was innocent. And then they were like, yes, but. Wait. Remember the episode when we were like, but the quilt. Yeah, this was (laughs) the brain matter on your clothes. (laughs) But also, like, the oral witnesses. Also, like, aren't there, like, ladies that are partially hacked up And very dead. Not even partially, like, completely hacked up. (laughs) Like, like and he was hacked. standing there with the hacking instrument and then tried to hack the police officers and yet he still almost managed to convince them he didn't do it. I right? would like to know his secrets. So <laughs> this was not given as an explanation but this was definitely like the leading line in one of the stories is that people didn't ever suspect him because he was black and at least in that time all of the violent crimes committed by black people were like in cities. And he, I know, it was like the stupidest, like, okay. So because he lived in a different geography, there were no inclinations uh, towards axe murder? Like, I feel like axe murder is a fairly rural crime. <laughs> I myself live in a first ring suburb and do not own an axe at all. Um, <laughs> oh, crap, I own an axe. 
I might own more than one. So I could borrow an axe if the uh, occasion arose. If we remember to put them in the pod. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was charming. Maybe he was just not on anybody's radar because he was so mobile and wasn't ever in one place for very long. Maybe. I mean, he obviously was persuasive. If he managed to convince like people who apprehended him murdering someone and they were like, "Mm, maybe you didn't do it. (laughs) It sure looked like you were doing it when we walked through the door, but maybe not. I could have sworn you were hacking that old lady right in front of us, but I don't know. I've got this bleeding gash on my arm, but maybe it was me. I don't know. So apparently he was also injured. So not only... (laughs) All the other evidence. But before they had taken him in for, like, interrogation, they had to take him to the hospital to be treated. <laughs> I don't, I, all I can conclude is that he was not dealing with the smartest police officers to ever make an arrest. I feel like that is just overall a general trend with a lot of true crime stuff. Is just, there, are, there are, I'm sure, lots of fine law enforcement officials. Right. But we do not hear about it when they do their jobs. <laughs> Right. (laughs) They are no fun at all. Right. No, I think that's the thing. Like, I think we've told maybe two stories where, like, the police officers did, like, just an outstanding job and made these amazing arrests. And then everybody else, it's like, yes, well, he killed 14 people. And they were like, "Mm, probably wasn't you. Right. So, anyway, um, he was convicted of murder and attempted murder. And burglary. He actually had convinced them or they assumed that it was like a burglary gone wrong and that he had broken into the house to steal stuff and then they were home and then he like attacked them. Um, And he was sentenced. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sentenced to die on January the 16th, 1948. However, once he realized that um, he was not going to be able to convince anybody that he didn't do it because they'd already sentenced him to death by hanging, which, by the way, is like one of my worst fears. Anyway, uh, he had another wild card to play, which was, oh, yeah, well, you know, I killed those two people. But did you know about the other 44? And they did not. I feel like they would have mentioned that during, <laughs> during the, the trial, trial for the right. two. <laughs> and they were like, but the brain matter and those other 44 dead people. Uh, BT Dubs, there's 44 more where these came from. (laughs) Well, not even so much where these came from because um, they were in Florida, Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan, Ohio, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. And many more. (laughs) This list that I found did not include Washington. I was just momentarily being impressed that, you know, this is the the late 40s that we're at now. His crime spanned, you know, from the very early 1900s. And they found records in all of those states. Well, like, he confessed to murdering people in all of those states. Oh, but then they and then they went like looking. Then they went looking. Well, they granted him a 60 day reprieve to tell his story. And he managed to convince them and they found matching records for 11 murders in Presumably some combination of some of those states. Um, but the, the other 33, I guess they knew of the cases, but they weren't particularly well investigated or like he didn't have enough details or whatever. He gave enough information that they considered him a prime suspect, but not so much that um, that they were like, okay, we can consider this case cleared. Like he definitely did it. 
So they 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 did say like eleven. Okay, we're good on these. Where where is the line? at which you have done so many murders that they start to blend together. Right? I mean, apparently north of 11. Apparently north of 44. <laughs> because Well, but he didn't have all the details for a bunch of them. Like, But he knew, and he forgot a little he knew thing, enough or, that they could then find a matching murder and go, oh, but not this quite is like his work. But not... But not quite enough to be like, oh, well. Well, and it doesn't sound like they ever tried him for the rest of them. They just were like, okay, these 11 are solved. These 33 have a prime suspect and we'll probably never know. And he's already sentenced to death. So why go through a whole other trial? That's just a waste of money. Right. 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 Well, and it's not like there was the internet and they were going to be like calling up all of these families and telling them, you know, it just that wasn't. So, okay. So that's that. So after the 60 days, they, they kill him at the end. Except for the hex. So when he was convicted and sentenced to death, he was allowed to give a statement. And he decided he would like to do that. And so he gave a statement for 20 solid minutes. Wow. In which he complained that he had requested to be his own attorney and they had denied that right. Um, He didn't trust his own lawyers. They were against him. And the only reason that he was convicted of any of this was because his lawyers were against him and the courts were against him and everything was unfair. And like he was innocent and blah, 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 blah. Because this was before he then was like, okay, well, fine. If you don't believe all that, then I also killed these other 44 people. So you should let me live so that I can tell you about it. He said that because of this just injustice, he was putting a hex on anyone who was in any way involved with his like, arrest and and every and his punishment, the whole trial, all of it, and that everybody involved would die before he did, which did not give very much time because <laughs> yeah. he was arrested in October and he was sentenced to die in January. That's a pretty bold statement. (laughs) I have an end date, but y'all are going to go before I do. Before me. Right. And I don't know how long the trial took. Like, I don't know. I don't know, like, where they were in the timeline, but there were only, like, a possible two and a half months because end of October, mid-January. Like, Right. However, he was not. He was not wrong because um, six people, allegedly, although then they named the names of those people so pretty darn convincingly, did die. Um, And five of them died before him. And the people that died were the judge in the trial died of a heart attack like right away. Um, The officer who took his first confession died. The officer who took his second confession died. The tr- The court's chief clerk died. Um, and the prison guard who was in charge of him died. And then one of his lawyers died. And the it was either the prison guard or the lawyer. One of the two of them died on like the first anniversary of his arrest or of his sentencing. But everybody else like died before him. Holy shit. Right? Well, do you suppose the other people like in like kind of those areas like was the stenographer for the judge worried or like i mean the the clerk like surely that person was not actually guilty and then i'm sure like after that one died i feel like everybody else was like well shit (laughs) i washed the police car they brought him in in, and (laughs) i once shook the hand of the man that passed by the (laughs) 
Oh, the the judge was dead within a month of his conviction. Wow, just dropped out of a heart attack. Like, if at that point you don't go, oh, (laughs) that that makes you pause a bit. (laughs) Craziness. So yeah, that is is the hex. Yeah, but not in Washington. (laughs) We're gonna have to do a little. Gotta look this yeah. up again. Honestly, I should have left that part out of the story because then there would be no confusion whatsoever. It could have just been a story. <laughs> the magic of editing? Right. Yes. <laughs> it's going to take some editing. <laughs> I'm going to leave in the part where you say the magic of editing and then everybody will wonder. <laughs> I always still love that in other podcasts where they say, like, you hear somebody say, oh, God, edit that out. Like, did you? Did I hear it? Right. Is it not? Like, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> was it the thing that you just said or was it something worse? Right. Yeah. Right. I usually, <laughs> usually when people tell me to edit that out, I just laugh and go, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. Right. That's why people listen. No. That's right. All right. Your go. All right. Are you ready? I'm right, ready. So I found a story. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I found a story. It was a long and arduous journey through the internet. Um, I'm sure so it was awful. It was, it was dreadful. Um, yeah. Awful. Although I did find, so I, I do not know all of the things about true crime because I learned about a new one today. This is not related. Um, because uh, loyal listener Pam actually sent me a link this morning for uh, another serial killer case. Hi, Pam. I'm going to meet you soon. <laughs> for one I, I did not know about and am now a, a bit disturbed. So <laughs> it was pretty messed oh, up. Man. All right. So that has to just be a, a future episode because now I need to know too. But if you tell me now, then we have well, to that's stop. No fun at all. I might. I mean, we might have to do something about that. <sighs> I forgot where I was going with any of that. <clears throat> okay. So I am sure that uh, as my friend, you have heard me refer to as our, uh, let me try that sentence again. You have heard me. <laughs> Edit that out. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what if we make a really loud, like noise? Right. <laughs> so I, I am sure that you have heard me refer to our leading orange American. Uh-huh. I, uh, I did not make that up. I do not remember who, who did, but I love it. And I use it Tangerine a lot. Tangerine in charge. <laughs> he is a tangerine okay yep that's like whatever that beer was you told me about last time i have no clue why you're just saying that it was a little awkward <laughs> really? flaming lips no I oh yeah. man <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay and now i'm doubting myself that it's flaming lips but that is not germane to the conversation uh so, <laughs> so so in my foray through the internet i i found another leading orange american um because all of the stories that i read about this person indicated that she had been caught orange handed <laughs> Orange-handed. So on April 18th of this year in Monroe, Louisiana, a lady named Frida Gray came home from work. She'd had a long day at work, she said, at about five. And she found a naked woman in her bathtub taking a bath and eating Cheetos. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so when you said orange-handed, I immediately thought, (laughs) 
And then I was right. I did not expect to be right. <laughs> I don't feel that Cheetos is often the right answer. Right. <laughs> so uh, one of the news stories did point out that they were puffs, which in my mind, not Cheetos. Those are garbage cheese covered chip things. Still would make your hands very orange. It would, but I would, you know, I might pass them by for another kind of chip. Would it have been weirder or less weird if she was not in the bathroom? Well, do you want to do you want to hear the next weird part? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so next to her on the toilet was a plate of food, but also covered in Cheetos. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make a just wild leap here that drugs were involved. I could not find a single mention of whether or not that might be true in any of the things that I looked at. It has to be true. But it has. I, please tell me it's true. <laughs> I have to believe, and I will tell you the rest of this story, but I have to believe that there is some sort of drug involved because I think we've all been in our place in our lives where you're like, you know what I'd like? A bath and some Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been in that place and drugs were not involved, but I have never also then thought I should go to someone else's house and make that happen. Right. When you do that in your own home, sober, it's not totally sober, fine. all good. Right. Yes. You do you. Yeah. It's your it's your bathtub. Right. I I what but. what kind of food on the plate? I just I need to know this. We do not know. Damn. Yeah, that that was not covered, except that it was also covered in Cheetos. I hope it was fruit. I I am guessing no pizza. Maybe, Maybe it was nachos, I mean, and she didn't have any cheese, and she is Cheetos. Oh, but it's like Louisiana, so it could have been like Ugh. river spiders. Yeah, so I don't eat seafood. No, I was thinking like ribs, but that's not really New Orleans. No, river spiders is New Orleans. I don't think they eat those. Yeah, the not the crabs, but the. <laughs> other one the long ones the like oh uh, we got a top we can't talk about seafood <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> seafood free zone <laughs> agreed <laughs> okay long distance high five. <laughs> oh i missed it <laughs> just like in real life sometimes <laughs> right? always <laughs> all right so this oh. naked naked bathing woman with cheetos <clears throat> named evelyn washington she is 29 I have seen her mugshot. It was not. I would not have guessed. Oh, I would not no. have guessed that. <laughs> no. okay. Well, in that case, unless you um, thought she was 12, then I'm going to go with yes, drugs. Definitely. Maybe. So, Evelyn Washington, who was the naked woman in the bathtub, uh, is 29. She told police when they showed up that a man that she did not know told her to break into Frida Gray's house, although it is unclear whether the man she did not know also instructed her to take a bath or if that was just a bonus. Is it clear whether or not the man she did not know existed outside of her own head? Not clear at all. Okay. <laughs> so apparently uh, the Gray house, Frida Gray is the lady whose house was entered, was not the first house in the neighborhood that Evelyn Washington tried to get into that day. One of the neighbors reported that Washington had opened the door to her house and just came on in. And then when that lady asked, and I quote, what's up with you? Washington replied that she was looking for somebody named Grady and just left. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't even think that is what I would ask. 
I suppose if you're startled, you know, mm. if you're like sitting in your living room, somebody comes through the front door, I'm, I might be like, what's up too? <laughs> well, mine would probably vary between this like automatic polite response, like, can I help you? To mm. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. I, w- I am picturing myself in my favorite chair downstairs yeah. and somebody like walking because you can't see the front door from anywhere in my house. But right. like if somebody came in the front door and then came into the front hallway, I'm pretty sure my first search would be like, who the fuck are you? Right. Like, what are you doing? Get out. Right. Like, oh, my God. And then I'm like scrambling for my cell phone right before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not your house. Not your house. Right. Right. Are you lost? Right. Wow. All right. So we also don't know. Who, we don't know who Grady is. Like that's just le- left out there too. I, yep. So after she wandered on into the other neighbor's house, it's believed that she entered the gray house by climbing on a tall ice chest, which I think means cooler. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I would imagine. Okay. Okay. Uh, and she braked a side window with a paper grabber. She braked it, did she? She braked mm-hmm. it. Did that, is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I bet she did. I bet she braked it. She does not she sound smart enough to smart. Oh God, smart enough to have smartened it. No, <laughs> smart enough to have broken it. Yeah, maybe not. So, yeah, there's a nice chest. She uh, grabbed a paper grabber, which I'm really glad they showed a picture of because I wasn't sure a what that was. Grabber? And it's, yeah, that's what they called it. It's one of those, like, things with the handle that have the, the pinchers yeah, yeah, yeah. at the end that you can use when you're, I mean, for me, too lazy to bend right, over and grab right. stuff. Or my grandma, like, can't get out of your wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Or one of my girlfriends actually bought one when she was pregnant and was just, like, too fat to get below her knees anymore. <laughs> um, I usually use my, like, two- and five-year-old's, um, like, claw grabber when I can't reach stuff on the top shelf because mm-hmm. I'm too short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's legit. Right? Uh, so, <laughs> so she climbed on the, the ice chest. She grabbed the paper grabber, which was somehow outside of the house, and smashed the window. It was a side window. And then she made her... Well, they were using it to pick up paper Probably. outside. <laughs> seems, seems reasonable. All right. So she, smashed, so the she smashed the window, made her way into the kitchen, fixed herself that plate of food, threw some Cheetos on it, grabbed the whole bag, and then went and poured herself a nice bath. But not a glass of wine, which is really the next step, like the logical next yeah, step. No, no mention of beverages at all. Not even a like a Coke or anything. Like Cokes are nice with Fritos. True. And I feel like um, actually something something alcoholic seems more like it fits the situation, though. Well, it sounded like she was in the fridge at some point. So she would have had the, the, the survey of all of the beverages that were available at Maybe. the Grey Home. Maybe the Greys only drink water, like tap water. Maybe it was grocery day and there just wasn't anything in there. Perhaps. You never know. Or most days of the week if you live at my house. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Shopping. Not a thing I do well. (laughs) Same. (laughs) So so when Frida Gray came home from her long day at work, she found Evelyn Washington in her tub. And uh, no no words on what words were exchanged, but she did uh, allow Evelyn Washington the opportunity to get out of the tub and get dressed before she called the cops. So she did, but she took the homeowner's clothes and got dressed. Not her own. 
All right. I totally would have called the cops and then said, they said they would be here in three minutes. You better get dressed. Yeah. yeah, I'd put some clothes on if I were you. So, So the police were called and then they came and the police report stated that the responding officer found, and I quote, a full tub of water and a plate of food along with half-eaten Cheetos belonging to the victim on the toilet next to the tub. Half-eaten Cheetos. Okay. (laughs) So recently, I have seen, you know, we were talking about listicles, right? And it was like annoying times Mm. that people took things too literally or something like that. And which is really just clickbait, but it was great. And somebody told their little brother they could have half the grapes and the little brother ate half the grapes, but really what he did was eat half of each grape. So do you think half eaten Cheetos Uh, are, it was a full bag that is now half empty or there are a bunch of half spheres of Cheeto bugs? I don't know that this has to be an or situation. This may be an and situation. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to know, do they float or do they instantly dissolve? Oh, see now, if it were original Cheetos, I would say that they float for a while, but puffs... I bet they sink and then float. The no, they're still... I bet they they're sink. They're pretty airy. Start to dissolve. And then... No, maybe they would float. They would definitely float as they got soggy, and then they would become, like, stuff you could skim off the surface. Which just turns my right. stomach and makes me not want to eat this orange soup. <laughs> also, like... I'm not going to say I don't occasionally have a snack in the bathtub. I feel like there are right and wrong snacks like, to have in a bathtub. Right. Things with a lot of crumbs. Not the right choice. So when you get out, you're going to be covered in whatever it was you're eating. Right. Well, and also like Cheetos, you get the, the Cheetle, you know, the goo on your fingers. Oh, is that what that's called? I didn't know there was a scientific name for that. <laughs> oh, so it's not scientific. Do you remember, what the hell was his name? Rich Hall and Sniglets? I... I have heard some of those words before, but not in that order. Okay. So back in the day, there was a guy named Rich Hall and he was on, I think he was on not necessarily the news, which was like a a news party show on HBO. And he made up words for things that didn't have words. So Cheetle is the orange crap on your fingers as you're eating Cheetos. (laughs) I mean, it is the perfect word for that. You said it. And for a moment, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what that. Wait a second. (laughs) I don't think that is what that's called. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's called like the fake cheese on your fingers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Cool. There are some of the common vernacular in my family. (laughs) That's one of them. (laughs) I'm going to post this as a today I learned in our work Slack channel and see <laughs> and see what everybody else thinks I've been doing with my day off. <laughs> I might not even mention you by name and we'll just see, we'll see if they're like, have you been talking to Diana? <laughs> what, what were she and Jeff up to? What, what was it his birthday? Come on. They were having Cheetos in the bath? What? <laughs> We do have that ridiculous tub. Well, so my thought about not eating in the bathtub is I do not do that because with the exception of when we were in Vegas for that training session, I have not taken a bath in over a decade because the deepest bathtub that I have is only about eight inches deep. And in my master bathroom, it's just a shower. So I've not had occasion to take a bath. Like, I guess I've been in a hot tub a time or two, but that's not a bath. (laughs) I've got my clothes on. No, it's so. not bad. 
there are entirely different rules about a hot no tub. No shampoo is like number one. I don't know that it ever occurred to me to violate that one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like I'm well, going to my hair in there. really ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So All right. hold on. There's nice. more. There's more. There's more. So, <laughs> so excited. So, uh, so one of the things that I found disturbing, so I, um, I found this article and I was trying to get more information and it seemed like there were a few different versions floating around. So I put it all together to make sure I kind of got the, mm-hmm. the best story. But I also found that these folks had been interviewed for one or two of the, I think two different local news channels. So I watched the interviews. Frida Gray was identified. They listed what street mm-hmm. she lives on in what town. They used her real name as far as we know, but then they did like the shadow thing. So you couldn't tell what she looked like. Which I Because we couldn't just drive by her house and see what she looks right. like. Right. Which I thought was funny. And then they show her husband. None of that. Like full name, full face, out in the sun, the whole deal. She must have been like, yeah, I'll do a voice interview, but I'm not doing a video interview. And that right. was, they had to honor it. Right. And, and he was, he was cool with it. But all they show him saying is, and again, I quote, she got real lucky. Imagine if I was here, it would have been really bad. (laughs) Just spilled soup. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Wow. So the only time they flash onto this husband who is mentioned nowhere, anywhere else, except for this line He's like making terroristic threats on television. Yeah, I guess so. Like he's on television being like, "Bitches, like yeah, I wasn't home because I'd have fucked right, her up." Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, maybe he meant I would have been more scarred than my wife was, but it sounds like he means yeah. My wife allowed her to put on clothes. I would have shoved her head under and held it there till. She- <laughs> right. Yeah. I I would have messed her up. <laughs> so. Evelyn Washington was arrested. She was taken to Washita Correctional Center, charged with burglary and property damage. Uh, there have been no updates to the story. I don't know if she's been released on bail. Um, as of two days later, she had not yet been, but I don't know what the right. you know arraignment process is there. Haven't been able to find out yet if there's a hearing. The Greys are considering moving. Well, um, the local news posted their name, their address, and their image on the internet. And how to get, and into, how their to get into their house. And the fact that they leave stuff in their yard that allows yes. you to do so. I mean, I am considering moving, and I'm not related to that. Oh, wait, I am moving. Um, right. Yeah. So, so this is not the only instance recently of people breaking into another person's house and having a bath. Uh, several of the news articles linked to this other article that, again, I don't know what the original source was because it was right. copied and pasted so many times. And there were really only two additional instances that were cited, which makes me think this is maybe not the rash of crimes. But but I think the real reason they, they wanted this article is oh, for this on. next bit. <laughs> so less than two weeks before the whole gray Washington situation went down. Uh, in England, a 36-year-old gentleman broke into another man's house, right. made himself a cup of OXO, which, as far as I can tell, is um, like a bullion cube. So, like, made himself a little bit of a bullion a drink. broth, right? Sort of broth. Like, Sad broth. Like a broth, yeah. So, he made himself a cup of OXO, as well as a heap of pickles, junk food, and a Coke, and decided to draw himself a nice bath. So, the homeowner, when he came home apparently thought that this naked burglar was a ghost 
and was quoted in the news story as saying, he ate me crisps, had five rounds of corned beef and sauce, ate a jar of pickles, had two ice creams and a can of Coke. Nobody can believe what's happened because it's something what doesn't happen. No, it is something what doesn't happen. <laughs> it is something what doesn't happen. A heap of pickles. He ate me crisps and had five rounds of corned beef and sauce. Bye. And ate a jar of pickles. Like, he brought up ate a jar of pickles. Like, that's not a normal thing to do, which makes me think maybe the fact that I eat so many pickles is not a I, normal You thing know, to recently do. our pickle discussions, I'm going to admit they have me a little concerned, but I just am assuming that these pickles <laughs> that you eat are far, far superior to the pickles that I enjoy a slice of. Oh, yeah. No, these are Aunt Wendy's homemade pickles. They are the best pickles right. I've ever had. Well, maybe had. that's what these were, too, and he had to eat the whole jar. Maybe. I, I could definitely take down a jar of Aunt Wendy's pickles, sitting. except then I would be... Well, the jars are not big, and the cucumbers are whole. Are they baby cucumbers? They're kind of medium-sized. They're not like the tiny baby dills. They're kind of medium medium size, okay. like maybe max of about six inches. So there's not a ton okay. in a quart jar. That's still a lot of pickle, but, though. <laughs> My main, I mean, I realize that a pickle is primarily water or what has been replaced or what has replaced the water, but like oh, they're... Man, pickles are great. No, they're great. I absolutely agree. Just never really eaten a whole pickle, full stop. And even if I had, I'm not sure I would have picked up another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my last story for today for our oh, yeah. first podcast yeah. of our new regime. <laughs> is regime the right word? Um, <laughs> No, it is not. It's not the right word. A very militant podcast. Um, well, you did want me because I'm a structure, but I'm not that not structure. That structure. <laughs> there will not be uniforms. I'm so glad. There are uniforms in my story, sort of. Okay. I was thinking we should maybe make t-shirts, but carry on. I have made t-shirts. That's right. You have. I totally forgot about that. I could, I could whip up some more. I, mean, do, I bet you packed all the stuff, though. Oh, 100%. I have nothing. <laughs> Do you see this chair? Yeah, this chair goes in the pod tonight, and then I spend the rest of the week working on the floor. Oh, that's going to suck. Yep. So, anyway, and my husband continues to cook grilled cheese sandwiches with just his pinchy fingers. <laughs> I feel like we need to do a callback to Lobster Boy. Yes, yes. Only <laughs> no. He is nothing like Lobster Boy. No, 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 no. Only in the... Pinchy fingers. Pinchy? No, not even that. Not even. Not, not even there. No. I'm not willing to continue with this. Um, so anyway, my last story is called Change of Address. Ooh. It has a title. Apropos. Oh, yes, it is, right? Except I hope that this does not happen to me. Although it'd be much less interesting if it did. Um, in Chicago of this past year, so like October of last year, uh, <laughs> something very interesting happened. And I'm going to give you an exact address, okay? <laughs> apartment 12 nope apartment l2 actually um at 6750 north ashland avenue in chicago dushan spruce d-u-s-h-a-u-n dushan um filled out a change of address form and he went to USPS in person to fill out this change of address form because you can actually do them online and you can do them months in advance. And I have found out all this great stuff. Um, but you have to pay a dollar to do it online. You do have to pay. What the, 
that's such bullshit. And then I was like, well, it's okay <laughs> because they're sending me all these coupons. The coupons expire after like two weeks after you change your address, not two weeks after you move. And I'm like, well, I'm not uh. buying new furniture to pack into a truck. So I didn't even get any coupons out of it. So whatever. That's dumb. However, he went to – and maybe that's why he didn't do it online is because he would have had to pay, pay a dollar. And he was I have definitely done that in previous moves, like gone on the website and be like, a dollar? No. <laughs> and then I got down there. Well – What the hell? It's a dollar. I did not – well, and that was sort of my thought because I didn't know about the dollar until you're confirming at the very, very end. And it's like – give a bank account so we can confirm. PayPal does that. And they're like, we're going to deposit 32 cents in your account and then take it back a week later. And I was like, well, surely I'm getting my dollar back. I have not gotten no. my dollar back. I don't think you get your dollar I, back no. at all. I think that is, it a, is lost a lost dollar. dollar. And I don't even really use the mail that much, but whatever. Um, You've done your part to support I it. Have, this I month. have done that. And last month I bought Disney villain stamps. So I supported them that month too. You're all good. So he filled this out in person, presumably because he didn't have a dollar or possibly an internet connection. <laughs> it's really hard to say. Or, or he just got offended at like Right. Or he just pissed him <laughs> off. The address that he was changing from. So that was the address I gave you was his apartment where he lived. The address that he was changing from was 55 Glen Lake Parkway in Northeast in Atlanta. I don't know if anyone has this knowledge off the top of their head. I really hope someone sends a message and goes, when you said that, I knew exactly what it was because that is the UPS headquarters. So what Dushan did is he claimed that the UPS headquarters had moved from their presumably large building in Atlanta to his tiny Chicago brownstone apartment. <laughs> and when he filled this form out, he didn't even do a good job. Like there's there are a couple spots where you or there's one spot where you initial and then some other information that you fill in. So the spot where you initial, you could see on the form, they submitted it for for evidence. This is all like come to light now. And he had written his initials DS. Then he was like, oh shit. And he scratched them out and wrote UPS. And then <laughs> elsewhere on the form, he had like made a mistake of some sort and then scratched it out and fixed it. And in order to make sure they knew that he was the one who had fixed it, he initialed that UPS as well. <laughs> so um, the process is, and I can attest that this is the process they follow because they have followed it here, um, is that they will send validation letters to both locations, like new and old address to say, hey, did you want to update this? Or like, did somebody get in there and do it for you? Blah, blah, blah. And um, I guess it went unnoticed at UPS headquarters. Um, it seems reasonable, honestly. It is a letter. It looks like junk mail. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. But here's where it gets confusing. January 16th, three months later, UPS was like, hey, um, we don't seem to be getting our mail for three months. And their security department called USPS to say, we are no longer getting our mail. Um, meanwhile, between these two dates, Dushan had been getting all of the mail as he intended. 
he had been getting so much mail, thousands and thousands of pieces of mail, that he they didn't they weren't able to put it in a mailbox or like put it through the slot or whatever the arrangement was. And so the postal worker who delivered to his address and sometimes delivered to him in person, um, was was taking those giant baskets that they use to sort mail that are like the giant white sort of cardboard whatever and yeah. leaving them on his doorstep full of all of the mail because it couldn't get into any other container. Every single day he was doing this, like six days a week. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, with some breaks because he did it over the holidays, but whatever. Well, um, I mean, you, you got to take a break. Right, right. Yeah. Dushan received corporate credit cards, at least five that were activated corporate credit cards that were intended to go to employees. At first, UPS actually reported there were something like 160 of these cards they thought had been shipped. But I don't know if that was like an accident on their part or they were like, I'll say that a lot of times, like I'm out thousands of dollars. And then when I look at it, it's like 1400 bucks or something. Um, He received over $60,000 in checks that were either like made out to an employee and were shipped from wherever to headquarters to be dispersed, or they were um, like made out to UPS itself because they were a payment for something. He received personal and business letters to the CEO. He received packages and he received a ton of like billable invoices for different services that UPS had ordered. And like all these companies are wondering why UPS is not paying their bills. (laughs) Um, He claims that he is not at fault. um, And that. Wait. Is this like the guy that's standing over the axe murdered ladies? He's like, didn't do it. It wasn't me. I wouldn't do anything like that. So his claim of innocence is more like, I thought it would be funny to see if this worked. And it worked. It's not my fault. Y'all delivered all that mail to my house. You should have known better. So I mean, he does have a a, a slightly legitimate point that somebody at some point should have figured out that his, you know, brownstone in Chicago was not the UPS world headquarters. Very, very much so. Now, he did also, like... So the other step he took to make this more legitimate is I guess maybe after he filled out the initial change of address, he was like, wait a second, but now I'm getting mail here and they're getting mail here. They're going to realize this is not UPS headquarters. So he changed his address to some (laughs) fictitious something or other so that he wouldn't also be receiving mail there. So it was like, well, Dushan moved out and UPS moved in. (laughs) So this is all... So, but, but but then he's not getting his mail. <laughs> what if something good's coming? Is it? Good? It was the holidays. What about Christmas cards? <laughs> I mean, I would say that that's a legitimate point, but I'm gonna guess that it wasn't better than sixty thousand dollars and at least five activated corporate credit cards with probably no limit. That's a pretty good Christmas present. I yeah, I rarely get Christmas cards from the relatives with checks for $60,000 and or activated corporate credit cards. And I don't know what, I mean, I, maybe the CEO got a lot of more Christmas cards than Deshaun would have gotten. I mean, he probably did, right? From, from all the people that they do business with. Yeah. And especially if he was getting some personal mail there too. I sort of wondered if the personal mail was more like, like thank you cards and or Christmas cards or, you know, like technically it's business related, but it wasn't like a form to fill out. Right, yeah, it wasn't, you know, bills right. and stuff. Anyway, so um, 
that was that was Deshaun's Christmas. Um, he his priors before this. That was the other thing that he that he brought up to like claim that this was all just a, a joke gone wrong, um, because he had some minor drug possession charges and apparently an attempted bank fraud that maybe he had sort of explained away as a mistake. It didn't seem like he had served any time on it, or at least it had been pretty minimal. Um, and so he was like, "Hey, you know, yeah, I've had some legal issues, but they're they're nothing like this." Because what he now faces are federal charges and many, 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 many counts and huge fines, much more than the sixty thousand dollars that he will have to return, and a whole bunch of prison time. Well, yeah, like any mail, anything, yeah. like. You put flyers in somebody's mailbox, they'll nail yeah, you. Yeah, no, and he, but I just don't, and we talked about this at dinner the other night with my family when I was telling them the story. I was like, wait a second, help me think through this. UPS took three months to notice that the post office was not sending, like the delivery guy never came by. There was never so, any mail. So I've had a, contentious relationship with the post office with the u.s Postal Service. <laughs> yes i am aware and and i have found because i've moved i've moved a lot um and i have found that even when you put in the forwarding it doesn't all get True. forwarded and i'd be willing to bet too and I, and I don't know um but i'd be willing to bet that ups is a corporate campus and maybe there are several mailing addresses well, right, but they're and maybe it's all just coming in one glump. You know, it's all going in the same place, it's all going in the same mailroom, presumably. So maybe nobody's looking at the individual envelopes and seeing that oh, we're not getting any mail for building three or for the main address, or you know, like oh. okay, so, that all makes a whole lot more sense than me thinking. Well, maybe they just thought they didn't have any mail. <laughs> Well, right, because it's like, you know, when you're at your house, you go a day or two without mail. You're like, well, I guess. Right. I'm really bummed. <laughs> and actually, I just go, mm, they've given all my mail to somebody else because that happens frequently on my street. Well, I've, I've told you that people who don't live here uh, use this as their mailing oh, nice. address, my house. People who used to live there and no oh. longer live there or just random people who don't want to get junk mail are like, Diana won't mind. Right, yeah. No, it is the daughter of the woman I bought the house from. Oh, nice. Who, as far as I know, never lived here. Right. Her. So she sent, that's her junk mail address. Oh, it's not only her junk mail address. She registered to vote here. <gasps> and she registered her car to my address. Oh, I feel like those are things that perhaps some legal personalities might be interested in knowing. I've mentioned yeah. it. <laughs> so, Diana, I think we need to wrap up this episode. I think so. We kept within our time frame. You are such the optimist who has forgotten we already had a half an hour recording. <laughs> well... There, I think there was some fluff in there. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah, there no, I, think I think you are right. I think ultimately we did. Um once I once I edit, I think that we will have kept within our time frame. So go us. Yay, us. Yay. <laughs> it only took three days to get this episode recorded. Oh <laughs> man. All right. Well, Diana, um, generally at this point, well, actually, no, let's let's take a step back. We have something we have to do first. I was going to say that you should give some advice because Jordan always gives advice and, you know, um, but actually before that happens, I have some shout outs that I totally failed um, three weeks ago when we did our last episode. <laughs> 
commercial for a really long time ago. Um, okay, so I did give these shout outs online. Um, and at least one of these people knows that they got the shout out because then I heard back around like they were excited about their shout out. But Candy, we are really excited and really happy. And go Candy, who left us an awesome review on iTunes. Yay, thank um, you, Candy. And yay and also seems super cool and i may have to visit her she lives near my sister um and then also gilly ann young from the uk i'm coming to visit you too um but only mostly because i want to go to the uk i'm sure you're delightful but i don't know that you want to host me um <laughs> but thank you as well for your itunes review so thank you yay! Yay, iTunes review. <laughs> i suppose at this point it would be weird if i left an itunes review um, I mean, we could forget you said that and you could retroactively leave one. <laughs> That's what I can do. I'll make, I'll make Jeff leave one. Go back in time. <laughs> you know, you would think that our significant others would have listened to an episode. My significant other has listened to an episode. However, the last time he was in iTunes is far before that. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, what you mean is you were listening to an episode and he was subjected to it. No, he wanted to listen to it. Oh, okay. That's very nice. We'll see if it, you know, keeps up since we're going to do this every (laughs) other week. He'll be like, do I want to listen to more of my wife or do I already live with her? Which I think is where David is. Like, hmm. or he might be thinking maybe if she's doing crime crazy, she will stop talking about like the real nasty serial killers. <laughs> Jeff, I have some bad news for you, bud. It actually picks Sorry. up. Sorry, honey. Just found out about a, a new pretty one. good new one. You're hearing about it at dinner. Yeah, it's true. Um, but if you would like a shout out, all you have to do is leave us a review. It's really simple. We even shout out reviews that are not five star reviews. Though, in all fairness, we prefer five-star reviews whenever possible. Yes, yes. please. Um, and in addition, you can find us on Facebook and Facebook. We have a group and a page. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on, um, I was going to say Pinterest, but what I really meant was Twitter. Perhaps I should put us on Pinterest. Uh, and all of those are Crime Crazy Podcast or Crime Crazy Pod. Our email address is crimecrazypodcast at gmail.com. The website is crimecrazypodcast.com. And then, you know, Diana, you don't have to be Jordan. You can be your own person. But do you have any sort of advice that you want to give anybody or anything you'd like to add? So I've got two. Ooh. Keep keep the paper grabber inside. Definitely. Probably the ice chest, too. Well, I mean, it's it was a big ice chest, um, and it didn't see like it's Louisiana. I don't know if they have garages or basements. Like, where do you keep your stuff? I guarantee it. Oh yeah, no, the water table. So, I mean, I feel like outside for a big ice I, chest I might be there. Pull it, their right? Option. Pull it slightly away from the house, or like, don't put it somewhere obviously under a window. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, so keep the paper grabber inside, right. and don't end up on next week's episode.